What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our show, Option Forward. I'm your boy, Drew, always joined by the second half of the show. GQ Nelson, how you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well. Just uh, uh, trying to start new things. Um, waking up every day with a lot of gratitude. You know, mm. I think uh, uh, it's a great way to start, and I'm definitely grateful for having awesome guests today. So uh, let's mm. let's. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Let's let's see what's gonna what's gonna transpire from all this. All right, most definitely, most definitely. Um, what I thought about and um, before as I introduce our guest today is from the outside looking in, you never really know what someone is going through. Mm. Um, you can see the smiles. You can see the positive energy, but deep down inside, there's always a story uh, behind the mask, um, if you want to mm -hmm. think of it that way. And today we have a guest that um, has a wonderful story to share, um, the ups and the downs and how you actually can maintain being triumphant, you know, in whatever struggles that uh, we deal with on a daily basis. Um, but let's, let's just get to it. Everybody, welcome to the show. Miss Stella, how are you doing today? Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this is exciting. For sure, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, I hear a little bit of an accent. Where, where, where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Soviet Union. Okay. Left um, a while ago, actually, a long time ago. But I was born in 1975 in Soviet Union, and now it is Ukraine. All right. Yeah. So coming out here to America, how did that happen? Um, well, actually, before we even get to that, so how was it out there? How, what was your experience like? Okay, so let's see. Um, Soviet Union is a communist country. Um, a lot of rules, a lot of hard times. Um, let's see, my mom and my dad were very young. They met and my mom was 16 when she had me. My dad was 17. Um, they couldn't be together because due to the religion, my dad was Jewish and my mom was Russian. And it was not acceptable at the time, I guess. Um, so there was a lot of fighting. My mom ended up being alone and um, needed help and was kind of forced to take me to an orphanage. So I grew up in an orphanage, even though I had a mom, but I would go on the weekends to you know visit home yeah so how, how okay so pretty much the orphanage is responsible for making sure you're going to school feeding you and um yeah yeah it was traumatic to tell you the truth um orphanage in the soviet union you um witness a lot of um the word poverty um mistreatment i mean i've seen crazy things that are done to kids um, by the teachers and um, other kids, older kids at nighttime, especially. So it's it, it's hard. It's tough. Um, yeah. All right. So what um, did, was I cutting you off? No, 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 no. Okay. I, so I, what? Okay. So what? All um, this information in. Right I'm now. trying to like hear myself the way I sound and just get used to this <laughs> no, whole <was> thing. <laughs> so I mean, now we're we're present day. Um, we're in the U.S. So how was that um, transition coming from the USSR over here? Like, tell me um, that story. Why, well, why are we sitting at this table today? Why are we sitting here? I am a domestic violence survivor and I am here to 
talk about it, to inspire, to be an example, um, to share. If I can do it, anybody can do it. Um, let's see, when I was in Soviet Union, I did lose my mom when I was 12 years old. I didn't know my dad much, and um, my dad was kind of forced to come and get me from the orphanage, and that's how I ended up being in America, which I'm very grateful for. Um, but we didn't have much of a relationship with my dad, so when I got here, it was actually long travels because we went through immigration, which was through Austria, and we stayed there, and then we were moving to Italy. From Italy, we got denied so many times, so we stayed there for a year and a half, and then we finally got here, and um, that was like a big shock, cultural shock, especially I think the schools, um, huge schools, um, just everything was, was a lot. And I was missing my mom, wasn't close with my dad. I had a stepmom at a time, and thanks to her why we came here. Um, and I came here, I was actually staying with my stepmom's family and um, my uncle, her brother, would molest me while talking about my mom's death. So that shit was, was hard. And um, yeah, I was dealing with that when it came to America. Um, so, so now let me ask you this. Like, did you gain any, like, like, because, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on the whole, like, I keep saying the, the whole <laughs> little lie. But um, with all that trauma and everything, right? Did you do you feel like you earned some superpowers? Because I mean, you're still alive today, and I'm pretty sure that that's. I think when you're talking about um, tough situations like that, I think it's always cool to highlight the silver lining behind it, right? Because a lot of people could have, you know, they probably, you know, could have been in a different situation. Here you are telling this story. You know what I mean? So I think that that itself. Um, I'm pretty sure you have like some like secret powers. You know what I mean? There's like, no secret powers. No. What? What is it? Some I good vodka. I'm fucking so grateful for everything that has happened to me because now I appreciate it because the way I appreciate life, it's on a different level. Every moment of it, I feel life and love for it in every cell of my body it's 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 energy it's literally circling and um without all of it happening i wouldn't be able to enjoy it the way i enjoy it and the gratitude that i feel for every little thing you know things like being in the bathroom alone being able to close the door i wasn't allowed to do that um waking up in my bed alone and stretching and making a choice of what I'm going to eat today and what I'm going to do and um, even parking in my parking lot and holding the keys and walking to the front door and opening it and knowing that it's my shelter and it's my yeah. life, that gratitude that I think people forget to appreciate every little thing that I feel now and that is, I'm grateful for everything that has happened to me. So I'm able to enjoy it that way. So with with all these feelings, how's your vision looking like as far as like what what do you see right now as um, your vision moving forward in life? You know, after going through all these things, now you have control of all these things that before you didn't. So now um, all this pain, all these different things going on, how's What's going on in your brain as far as what, what what's oh, the future looking like? That's a lot because I'm literally living in the moment. Okay. Um, I'm allowing things to happen. Um, 
I am here to inspire people. I am here to just be an example. And I think more importantly, it's for my son. I do have an 18 year old son. Um, and this whole journey started because of him, because I realized that I've passed on the same coping skills that were passed on to me and they were completely wrong. Um, but let's see like the, so when you say that they were passed on to him, like like meaning like it was a, a subconsciously you were doing things that you went through and you were putting that person through that or elaborate on that? You know, like we, everybody goes through same cycles until we break that generational, right? right? And, and that's what was happening. But again, it took me a while to even get to this point, right? Like I came to America and... Um, I was, my, the way I met my abuser, I don't know if I should go kind of into that because, anyways, um, yeah, I met my abuser. We hung out with other people around us. Um, I wasn't emotionally, like, mature to notice any red flags. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, but um, what I'm trying to say is, he got you. I was asked on a date and my date, first date, ended up really bad. And I was beaten on that first date. I was tortured the whole fucking night. Um, Were you talking uh, uh, verbally or physically, physically and verbally? Verbally, my life changed. I was 17 years old. Uh, my English was like not that great. I didn't have papers. Um, and it happened to me, it was a big trauma. I didn't even know who to go to. I wasn't close enough to with my dad to even go and tell him I was scared of him. And um, kind of basically kidnapped. How, how old was this guy? He is five years older than me. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, and um, I ended up being there for painful 28 years. 19 years ago, he did attempt to kill me and he was arrested for attempted murder, but not charged. And that is a whole nother conversation, I think, um, the court system and the unfairness here um, and what money can do. So he did have money and he did get off. And um, my case didn't even go inside the courtroom. It mm. was basically dealt with DA privately with his very expensive attorney. And I was basically kidnapped right back into that situation. And um, after that, I think I lost all the hope. And I did have my son and stayed another 18 years. Wow. Did you, uh, during this whole ordeal, I don't think anyone ever imagines being in a situation like you have been in. Did you ever, did you ever blame yourself? Um, I don't know if you can blame yourself. I mean, thing is, you know it's wrong and you can't get out it's not just the physical abuse there's a lot of gaslighting manipulation control shaming um i mean control and a level of everything i mean there's cameras there's gps um who you talk to on the phone who you follow what i wasn't allowed to be on the social media what you watch on tv um 
it's it's beyond like control of the money control so it's 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 a control in every possible way like i said i wasn't even allowed to close the doors in the bathroom because if i would close the door and i would be there too long you're like what the fuck are you hiding in there you know so um it was never safe you know and um you're constantly afraid so your your body your mind you're in constant fight flight or freeze and um it's it's scary because you look into his face or you look at the things just like it's it's like your survival skill. I don't know how to explain it. You know, every moment, all you do is just be in fear. It's it's so tense. My hands are literally soaking wet just just remembering that. Um, yeah, so it's it, it's not something that like people I believe have a judgment with women. Why do they stay? Why can't they leave? Or right. there's, you know, um, being a victim of something like that. Again, it's not, it's on a different level of control, you know? So it's mental and then your body becomes so dense, your brain cannot take any information and you're just stuck in constant fight, flight or freeze mode. Um, yeah, it's there's no minute or moment. You don't know what a moment is now. You there it doesn't exist for people like that. Um, it's literally like a war zone, torture chamber on a fucking daily, you know, basis. Um, yeah. Do so. Do you feel like part of part of your up, upbringing was kind of a a, a huge essential tool not not obviously it was a fucked up situation right but i'm saying like a way for you to be able to deal with the stuff that you went through as you know as you got older i mean do you mm. think that 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 kind of helped to build that thick skin i don't think it was thick skin i think it's just that's all my soul and my heart knew i knew it was not okay but where I was, there was no way out. I tried. I literally tried in every possible way. So, um, you know, they say what's in your heart, you attract. I don't know if I attracted that, but I know there was a lot of pain and um, there was a lot of anger. And obviously, you know, when I kind of had my realization, I had to face myself and face my shadows. And um, where I was okay with it, for that long it's not like that you're okay with it it's just <sighs> there's something that's that's different where it's just it's enough it's enough can you describe your aha moment like where where you just realize like shit like <laughs> i need to i need a like new course of action uh, there was there was a lot of them but the main part i mean was my health my son's health um i was addicted to alcohol escaping um i was 190 pounds i was extremely sick um i had a discoloration on my face literally like a mask on the forehead and under my eyes my stomach was extremely swollen my knees were swollen i couldn't walk i mean i couldn't go down in the toilet and get off that shit was painful um and all of the inflammations, I guess the tensions, right? We all feel it. There's not enough, you know, happy chemical in our brain and just makes our body sick. I mean, it went down into my foot. My foot was so swollen. I couldn't drive. I couldn't walk. I couldn't push the paddle. It was crazy. My son was 
almost 300 pounds, literally like dying. He had a um, 70 year old man's liver, liver disease. Um, it was painful and it was the most painful part is I think because you're holding back your voice and you're not allowed to speak about anything. You're not allowed to cry. And even if things happen and you're beaten, your child is beaten um, and you want to talk about it, you want to express it, you want to discuss it, you're not allowed because it would be like, bitch, it wasn't enough. You know, fucking talk shit. You want to say something? Put on a fucking happy face. Like <laughs> shit was crazy, right? So you have to hold in all the pain you know and i think my son and i when we did have moments alone we're very close because life just forced us to be we didn't have anybody else um you know to discuss this the things that you also groomed to act a certain way or you know around people or child protective services would come to your house you also groomed to protect him and you know so there's a lot of holding inside a lot of fucking secrets right a lot of pain that you're not allowed to fucking express so it just manifests into this sickness in your body and it's killing you literally alive you know because you're not allowed to speak so um i think my health really pushed me to the edge where i knew that i had to save myself i was dying and my son was dying and when covid hit I was actually already on Instagram. I was controlled who I follow, who was following me, who I socialize with, but there was this Dr. Shafali, and she was speaking about conscious parenting. And at the time, and the conscious parenting was, if you want to see, you know, your children and who they are, children, are your, your, our, our children, I'm sorry, are our mirrors. And that hit me like nothing ever before. And then she was also doing um, viral wisdom classes during the time and um, talking about being present in this moment and what it is to even be in this moment and having gratitude. And I never heard these words before. I didn't know there's a now moment exists. And it was just so fucking powerful. And I would hide, literally, I remember in the bathroom or anywhere where I could listen in my son's room. Like I said, I wasn't allowed to even close the doors in the bathroom, but just to hear her when she would come on and I would literally practice whatever she was saying. And for somebody who has PTSD, like I said, and they're constantly in fight, flight, and freeze mode, there is no now moment. And for me, it became a fucking crazy challenge that I needed to do and I would literally look at my feet and there would be just so much fear and so much intense so many thoughts and I would just tell myself okay this is it it's only this foot this step this foot this step and I would do it non-stop it would take up all my fucking time every moment of my life at that time I would fight to come back to this moment and um I mean I would look at the window anything and like oh my god I know it's just this leaf and it's just moving nothing else I can't predict what he's doing I can't predict what he's thinking if it's my next moment to die next moment I'm willing to take it and the more I practiced the more I became like okay there's now there's now and then the gratitude I think really did it for me it's um when you do have PTSD and you're in that kind of situation, your brain doesn't take in any information. You're also lost in speaking. You, you lose the way you express yourself. If you 
listen to women who are victims and domestic violence, they usually don't even make sense, the things that they say, because it's just everything is wired completely different in them due to all the traumas. So it was hard for me to take on any information or express myself. And I think gratitude I would practice. And for me, it became every morning, literally naming every each of my body because it was so hard to find the things to be grateful for. But my body, even though sick and horrible, like as sick as it was, I would still name each of my body parts and go through it and be grateful for it. And then my sons. And the more I did it, I know it sounds silly, but it cleared up my brain. It's as if God picked me up and slammed me and I could fucking think again. And I knew the next steps and there was information coming in. I don't know how to explain it. It was fucking beautiful. Um, so when I say gratitude, you know, we practice gratitude. Yeah, it's great to say things like I'm grateful, I'm grateful. But when you practice it and you're actually grateful to the point that you feel the gratitude with every fiber of your body, this is when you feel your life force circling in you. And this is the gratitude. It's, it's, it's fucking delicious. I cry from it. Um, and again, and it's due to all the shit that happened to me, I'm able to, to how do you say, um, tap into it. Um, yeah. I mean, but you're here today. Yes, I'm, I'm fucking you're here, here. And I'm alive, you're and I'm grateful. You're like, I mean, and fuck, I'm and it's 40. amazing. Thank you guys of learning to even take it this like, it, it, yeah. it almost like gives you the chills, like just hearing you because like there's a lot of emotion behind that. And I think that's the crazy part that we're like a, a huge emotion machine. We're all are as humans, sure. you know, we we tend to, to dwell on, on emotions and sometimes that's kind of, what ruins your clarity. And I think that once you are able to balance both, you know, and then, and be able to um, just like, man, just let, let shit go sometimes, you know, like you, because at the end of the day, every day is a new opportunity for a better beginning. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think that's that, right, that that's, that's the hard part that we get so consumed with what we feel and what, what like, we could always say, this is unfair, this is this, this is that, right? But the 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 truth behind it is is that those things are kind of meant to make you stronger because you have a bigger task and your task just gets getting bigger and bigger, you know. And I think challenging yourself to um, be like, I'm not gonna quit, you know, because I think that that how many successful how many successful people do you hear um, that qu quitted? You know, everybody I think at one point got rejected by life. And I think that um, you never hear about the people that, you know, that quitted. You know what I mean? You, you never hear about those people because, you know, they quit. And I that think that failure, failure is only going to happen if you quit. So um, being able to truck it, even though, you know, everything, like, just seems deep, like, total, I... I congratulations. <laughs> you, you, you definitely... You're talking you did, about emotions, you know, you, you, I, I didn't even know... You have like Think a purple star in my emotions. eyes, for Thank sure. You. Yeah, that's like Thank brave. You. Thank you, but <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> you're talking about emotions and feelings, right? Most of people don't know that, especially survivors, and, and, and I don't know who's going to hear this right now. I didn't know that emotions pass, and those are feelings. This is, again, all of this information that I had to learn and practice. And it's not just learning 
hey, you know this information. And for me, it was a fucking new thing. Oh my God, fear could pass and fear only lasts a minute and like whatever, anger, and you can just sit and breathe and feel it and it's okay to feel it. All of this information, again, was I was learning on viral wisdom, which I think is for free and anybody could access Dr. Chappelle's, you know, thing. But again, they don't know these things. It, it overwhelms you, it takes over the fear. There's so much fucking fear, you guys. It ate me fucking alive. It ate my child alive. Um, so when you're talking about emotions, I think we need to tell people that th those are emotions and they pass and it's okay to feel them, right? None people don't know about these things. So to me, it was a whole like, what the fuck, literally? And um, you made me fight him. Not like fight him, but I spoke my truth. And um, realizing that there's only now and we can't predict the future or the mm -hmm. present. And, and um, I mean, the past doesn't exist. You know, when you're in PTSD, that shit does not click because there's just so much. It's so fucking intense and you're in so much fear. So just practicing that um, for domestic violence or anybody, you know, any victims, this information is a fucking, I believe it's gold. Um, so yeah, without that information, it's just, it, it's really fucking tough because you're in fear that's just taking over you. Everything over your soul, over your, your voice, over your mind, you're just frozen it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Talk but let me ask questions. you this. At this point, do you consider yourself a victim or a survivor? Um, I'm definitely a survivor and um, I don't want to say I'm a victim. I'm not a fucking victim of anything. And again, I signed up Respect. for it. Respect. And I signed up for it. Like, right, we all just knowing this information that we all chose this life. And um, I thank you for saying that. You know, I, I respect that. I'm learning to respect that. I think Mother Ayahuasca actually helped me to learn to respect <laughs> myself and everything that I, my journey. Um you know face it and like whoa what the fuck like and and, and it's a different like deep respect for what i've been through and all the humans and everybody that we're here but and everything that we're doing you know um again there's no price and pain i believe at all we all have pain we all have traumas it could be small it it, it affects us differently each person so i just um well, I think yeah. when, when you become a victim, I think that's the part where you block yourself from growing, you know? Um, I don't know shit happens. Block. It shit happens. But you know, shit when, happens. When you know what I mean? When you're 17, you don't even know these things. Like, I'm sorry not to interrupt. No, 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 no. Like, no. You know, there's like, I didn't know anything about giving up or keep going or I don't know how to explain it. You're just like, you're 17. I didn't, I didn't have a mom. I didn't have anybody like it's it's i don't know how to describe it sometimes you can't find the words but for but it. you see that that's the thing like you, you like you just said right now you're a survivor you're yeah. not a victim no, and no. i think that that's the problem like when you become a victim you know you're only going to be a victim of yourself right Always you're not going to be a victim of nobody you're not going to be a victim of like you know getting slapped around no you're going to be a victim of when you're it's like that there's a saying that the the bully is only a bully until the the weak lets it you know what i mean like if that uh, makes any sense like basically you you can put a stop to anything in life right it just depends 
of what approach you're going to take. And I think that the fact that you don't call yourself a victim, that's huge because a lot of people will live their whole life as a victim and never be able to get out of that, you know, situation like mentally, because I'm pretty sure for sure, like we're all going to die. So why would you want to live your life, you know, um, in so much stress and so much pain, you know, because it's like you're not giving yourself a chance to actually turn things around and say, hey, I survived. And and just hearing you out and hearing the pain and the emotions behind it, that's respectable because, you know, you nowadays everybody just wants to just drug themselves and and, and get in that whole little situation of like, and I'm not talking about recreation, like weed. <laughs> I'm not talking about weed. I'm just talking about like, you know, um, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, pharmaceutical companies are making a lot of money, to say the least. Right? Yes. I, I want to, I wanna, not, not to cut you off. I want to, so we know what you've been through, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm pretty sure there are times where there are, or there was a period of time, I don't know if you still experience it, but like certain triggers, you know, some some things like bring about anxiety or make you uncomfortable. When you realize that like you were free of him in that situation, what did you do to celebrate? Like what, 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 what <laughs> you, you tell you know, me about you're that? You're talking about like free. <laughs> <sighs> When, um, when the mean, weight was fell off your shoulders, you was like, yo. I'm taking a shot. I did. I did. <laughs> you know what? Um, I don't know if you're like, it's it's the mental. It's it's you who is free. It's not exactly like there was no shot. I think I'm just celebrating every moment of life not being next to him. And life is life. And I don't want to label it like shit doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like anything is possible as long as I'm not next to the abuser. Um, there are triggers, right? Um, you're s- I mean, there's just so much to talk about. You know, I have a complex PTSD. My son has a complex PTSD. And can you, can you describe that? Like, what, what's Complex a- PTSD is something that it's a post, post-traumatic stress disorder, but when it's complex, it means it happened to you all the time over years on daily basis and that's what we both um suffer from but you know we there are so many tools there's so many classes there's so many breathing techniques that i have to practice that i don't think it ever comes to an end where like oh okay i'm healed and i'm free and this and that like it's something that you wake up and you choose to do you choose to come back to you um there's, you know, I don't know about triggers. Like, what do you mean? Um, like how before we began recording, you said normally I like to sit facing the door. Um, so yeah. things like that. Yeah. It's, things it's, that kind of make you uncomfortable. You know, I mean, I still have to watch if I'm being followed or not. Um, I have to be extremely careful about things. I have always a backup plan that I have to go over with my therapists, um, you know, with attorneys, again, my fight for my freedom took me one year and four months. And like I said, that would probably have to be a different podcast just to talk about the court system and what it is for domestic violence survivors. Um, There are 4,000 women killed every year and die due to domestic violence and 75% of them die during leaving 
the abuser or afterwards. Did you take any like self defense classes or anything like that? Um, no. Carry a Glock or some shit. I do have pepper spray. I tend not to give fear so much. Um, you know how do you say power. Tom? Yeah, yeah, power. Thank you. Sometimes I need that help with English words. Um, gotcha. Yes, and um, just staying present, right? And again, that was the big thing for me is fighting him and telling him the truth and saying, hey, I'm in this moment and I don't care what happens next. If I'm meant to die, I will fucking die. But I will not stand this, you know, on another like another moment in this planet without speaking up for myself, my son, for injustice. And I feel like I'm speaking up for all the women, for all the children and, and men, whoever, like, you know, going, being, going through this, being a victim. Um, so it is a scary thing. Um, being here speaking about this is a fucking trigger. And this is why I said there's certain things that I might have to slow down and just breathe and come back to me. Um, yeah, but again, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. I'm, I'm grateful for my health. I know I spoke about being overweight and being extremely ill and my son. I just wanted to say also when I spoke the truth, it was for my son to 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 see it. And he followed. He spoke the truth. And again, my son was almost 300 pounds. Right now, he is 175. And that weight melted off by speaking the truth and by removing, you know, by running away from the reality that was extremely painful and the painful reality makes you want to escape right we like you were talking about escaping with things um you know drugs and alcohol food all of it you know making us sick just like anything not to feel these emotions not to feel these feelings um you know children uh, escaping with food because that is hot cheetos does it for you <laughs> oh shit there was everything hot <laughs> cheetos does it yeah yeah and um like i said um i'm happily to say like my son literally dropped off all the weight there's no even loose skin just his body like went into he's this beautiful fucking human being under all that the same thing for me but i, I just lost it all and can't believe my skin. I'm 46. I, I feel better than ever. I think I feel better than I was when I was 17. So so what do you guys do to celebrate? Because I, 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 you, I did, you, you didn't say that celebrate. part. We, we want to know you the know, happy every, stuff. Every moment, every morning that I wake up in freedom, in my own fucking shelter with all the choices, that is the celebration. Really? No I, shot, I, no uh, ayahuasca hit, no... No, uh, no, ayahuasca is something that I waited a, blood. a while um a blunt i do smoke a lot actually yeah <laughs> I, I rolls spark it up, up. Hey, every day is... it up. Uh, yeah every moment is a fucking celebration every moment like you said waking up right. and not being next to this person and having a chance of life right another chance every time we wake up is rebirth and choosing a different way um is is it's a fucking celebration you know being here is a celebration you guys oh for um, sure <laughs> Um, is there any like settings like concerts or anything like where there's a lot of people where you just like, nah, I'm you cool. know what? I wanted to be with me. Like that was the new thing for me. That was the celebration is loving me and learning how to love me and cradling myself. There's a lot of fucking trauma and shit that that is there. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. 
You're alive, though. You know what I mean? That, you're that, alive. That is the celebration, but you know? So you're alive. I'm not big on going, like, you know, partying and all that. Um, I have beautiful friends that were sent to me during this journey again. And it's very important for domestic violence survivors when they are going through this not to isolate themselves. And that's what they do because there is, again, a lot of stigma and shaming, right, and judging women and um, why they stay in the situations. Um, but I think know, it could so go both ways, though, right? I mean, I think there's a lot of guys that are getting beat, <laughs> like, beat, like, um, and, and they I'm don't sure. say it. And, and you can't really say anything because you're going to be like, oh, shit, like, you know, suck it up, dude. Yeah. Like, you know, you probably deserved it. But I think it's it, it doesn't have a gender. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I, and I'm I, with you on that. And I think that that's the part where um, just like the Me Too movement, you know, we need to have a, a movement for guys that um, are, are obviously getting beat. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I mean think, I, like, that movement wasn't like gender specific, bro. So that, you know, but, but no, but I, I get what you're saying, right? You know, it is, it, it's, it's not gender specific, you know what I'm saying? Abuse is abuse and it can come in any way, shape, fashion, or form. Um, but what I, I want to touch on is you didn't do this by yourself, right? So, you know, I know you're close with your son. So is, do you, do you have that support group? Do you, you know, um, like, like right a, now, somebody you text, like yeah, I'm losing somebody, my shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, who's your I do. I do. I am. Um, there's a lot of resources. Again, when I ran with my son, um, I did not have anybody's phone number. We, my son left with nothing. I had a few trash bags of clothes. Um, there's, again, with that practice in that moment, you realize there's faith, right? And it's all new to me. And there's new, like, there's universe, God, whatever you call it, something about it, which was I was never exposed to any of it or any of this information or any of this practice. And um, when you have that, it, it's not like, I don't know, it forces you to trust. And when you're literally in the now moment and there's no future, you do trust and it literally provides you. So... When I left, I didn't, my phone was broken. The same thing with my sons. And I said, who's like meant to, the, the only thing I think I was the saddest about is my pictures, which I have none. Um, but who's ever meant to find me will find me. Uh, again, I wasn't allowed to have a social life much, but God provided me people at the time that would take me in and um, resources that I would call, that I would always be so scared to call. and. They would help out of their way, you know. There was shelter that was always found for me, and and food and clothes, and it was literally miracles. And um, at the same time, there was courts going on, and um, you think like you're getting a restraining order and you're speaking the truth, which you do. You're not being heard, and when somebody's paying five hundred to seven hundred, you know, dollars an hour to attorneys which my abuser did, um, fought me for a year and a half. I'm sorry, a year and four months for the truth to prevail. And um, again, I did not have attorneys. I did not have money. But universe provided that to me. And this time, like 19 years ago, when I you know, went into court and I didn't was alone, this time I wasn't. And um, I had amazing organizations that literally took on my cases and... Um, I'm extremely grateful to them. They fought so hard for us. Um, Child Protective Services, in my case, also was extremely helpful. Um, yeah, 
Um, I ended up getting a tattoo that says grateful and it's dedicated to the people that fought for me, the domestic violence. I think all the domestic violence groups were literally fighting for me and my son. That's uh, so, yeah. so, so what are some red flags that you see, like, especially to our audience that um, could be potentially going through that? What are some like key red flags that you're like, shit, run? I mean, obviously, right, the control and um, the abuse. Um, but I think it all starts with you. So if you're not okay inside, those red flags, I don't think will mean anything. Because if you're used to being treated like that, or you mm -hmm. think, you know, you're hard, that's what you're used to, you're just going to accept it. You don't know any better, you know. Um, but let's just say if if we're talking to a 17 year old you hmm. what tip would you would want to know to be able to i don't know with? 17 like me 17 so year old you, you was were, not emotionally like um how do you say so what would you tell a 17 year old right now you know we all know when we go out and something is wrong it's listening to your intuition and actually fucking saying no and, and standing by that no and not being a people pleaser, not being like, okay, I'm going to do these things because, you know, it is my survival and I need people to like me and this is what is accepted expected of me, right? Um, it, it's, it's, it's finding that courage inside to fucking say no, to speak up, to, you know, find help and, um, you know... Is there like a go-to number to like for our audience to like? Yes, you know? I mean, I, I actually put you know I wrote down um, the National Domestic Violence Hotline always works. Um, the reason why I can't do like the specific exactly because you know domestic violence survivors are protected. How do you say um, English word very um, privately because. Sorry, I'm like having a hard time. It's like confidential. Like, confidential, thank right. you. Because So when you call, you give them your zip code and they will lead you to the right direction. You know, there's no judgment. Um, that, that's what I was actually going to ask you because sometimes I feel like um, there's a lot of people that don't speak up because they don't want to be judged or they don't want to be dramatic or better yet, they don't want to be, they don't want to put their stuff out there. And I, I think there's some organizations out there sometimes that maybe are a little bit not very, I want to say, um, there's not a lot of empathy. And I think that people get discouraged because of that. So what, what would you say in those situations, like where, where people don't feel like they're being heard? Um, you know, it was all a first to me, um, calling, using my voice, even speaking, you know, I mean, did you say your real name and everything? I'm sorry. Did you say your real name, like everything, like you were like, or you were just like, uh, just even calling these any of these resources again. You know, you think that they're gonna report you that there's right. gonna make mm. things worse. Right. Um, you know, and you're so scared again. Domestic violence survivors isolate themselves, and the most important thing to do is not to isolate yourself, because um, you need that support group. And again, they are confidential. The one that I was able to connect to was Sojourn, and um, it's a project of the people concerned. Um, and um, they were extremely resourceful. I mean, there's so many, so many resources, you guys. Once you make that call, 
I'm letting you know, please call. Um, my phone first phone call probably sounded so crazy. I did not make sense at all of what I was saying, what I was explaining. They were patient. They did. They understood what I was saying. They knew that women call there and they usually don't make sense because your story is all over the place because your brain is all over the place. Right. You can't express yourself. You're in so much fear. Um, you know, so they are patient with you. They understand you. There is no judgment. And again, they won't report in a, unless if it's like life and death situation, you know, and they will go to extreme to help you. And again, it's not just for the shelter. People, I believe, think also, okay, I need to call because I need a place to live or, you know, I need to get away. Yes, they're there to help you with that. But there's so many different resources. There's toolkit classes. They help you with, you know, um, support groups. Um, my therapy that I'm grateful for, um, that is my to-go person. Um, they have provided me. I mean, there's just so much. So what I'm saying is don't be scared. Don't isolate yourself um, because that is the, the worst thing that you can do for yourself is isolate and be ashamed of it because you're just going to end up right back in the same situation. Um, that strength that you're looking for, that guidance of things to do, not to engage. And it, it is hard. It, it is extremely hard. I don't know if I'm making sense the way I'm expressing myself about being um, you know, in that PTSD, like mindset in your body, there is no space. You can't, it is extremely hard to explain, but yeah, please do reach out. Um, also there's the LACLJ.org and they also helped me a lot, um, with my courts. Um, but they, also help, there's um, just over 8% of survivors in LA become homeless after leaving their abuser. And one of their current new programs is actually serving the unhoused survivors. Um, and again, they also help with legal and um, that's their main mission. And all of these resources are just incredible and I'm grateful to be in America because all of them I used in, in including food stamps and including cash aid and I'm beyond grateful for all of it. Um, Is there anything yeah. that you would do different with the knowledge that you have today? I don't want to say anything different. No, no, no nothing. Everything was a lesson in its own perfect way designed push me to the next level, to believe in the next level, to trust the next level, to prevail myself to the next level, to, to um, you know, my health, to removing the densities. You know, when people were talking about energy, I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? What energy? You know, and then when I started my practicing of gratitude and coming back into this moment, even if it took me fucking exhausting every fucking moment of it, but I would fight it until I got there and it's all practice. Um, what are things that, that, that you feel like helped you gain that confidence to, you know? I mean, there's so many practices and like I said, the resources, they, you know, when you're in that situation and you do become trusting of it and you are in this moment, 
all these things are given to you. Like there was special tools that would pop up on my phone for my vagus nerve to heal. Mm. Um, there was special like sound bed that I was never mm. being exposed to and breathing techniques that was special for PTSD. And somehow I ended up being there. And then there was another person who was given to me like to talk about, you know, I, I don't know. The universe just kept giving me things to keep going and healing. Um, Again, I cleared up. I don't watch TV. I don't watch news. Um, you know, I... Um, Can you tell us about your ayahuasca experience? Ayahuasca. <laughs> so, you know, that. yeah. You know, um, it was calling my name, I think, for a while. But again, my journey with um, fighting my abuser um, for a year and four months in court. And um, when it came to an end... My son actually, you know, the, the case was just crazy. Um, he was fighting for the custody, even though my son had a restraining order against him. The restraining order expired and um, the law wasn't used. The judge was bought. I mean, I, I just want to go into it, but then I don't. I'm just, it makes me angry. Um, and then my son got, a, our cases got separated. My son did win a five-year restraining order against his father and when it finally came to an end like I said the healing stuff would come to what was next and literally a friend that I met a while ago reached out and said hey we're doing this journey and my first journey was actually a mushroom and MDMA and it was also with an eight hour of sound bath and um it came to me and it was affordable. It was here and it was calling my name and I knew I was, I'm going for it. And I did, I went by myself. I love doing everything by myself. I love being with me. Um, so when you said like celebrate, go out. No, that is my celebration is nice. being with me, doing things like that. It's, Let's it's, get on some mushrooms and yeah, all y'all calm down. <laughs> um, Shit. So anyways, yeah, um, that was quite an experience and my body really needed it and um, just melted into the mother earth. And I think for domestic violence survivors, PTSD, it's, it's, it's a lot in your body. Mm. I mean, you constantly feel so much pain. I mean, it's, it's so much better now, but there's just such a tension that I don't think a lot of people even understand, like the density, the tension. So anyways, yeah, that journey was incredible. You completely go within, you lay down, you with your eyes closed. Um, and it was really gentle on me. I remember I was yawning a lot and I believe that was my release instead of crying. Um, and I was completely present. And um, those eight hours literally felt like two hours for some even less I feel, but I was melted into my Did you see heart. anything crazy? You know, um, I did not see anything crazy. I think I was... Colorful, powered. though, right? I don't know. It was colorful. It was all about your feelings. Okay. It mm. was a bunch of yummy, delicious feelings. At times, they were not yummy and delicious. And sometimes, I had to breathe really hard to let go. But again, uh, during that year and four months before I did any of these you know, psychedelic journeys, I would practice it on a daily basis and because there was hard times at the same time, it would force me to push myself even harder to mm. be in practice at present. So I think I was didn't need so much of a psychedelics to to be 
where like, you know, calm, to be present, to be able to breathe, to feel my body, to be in tune, to, to, to feel my life force, to feel my energy literally circling from my, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Breathing it in through your sex organ and traveling up your spine and coming out of your fucking head. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I can literally crack my own spine in my neck now. And, um, you know, what do you I, mean? You weren't cracking before? No. Is, that, is that what it was? <laughs> no, like, but that's, you that's know what? I, I, I know I'm going a little bit off subject, but there was this moment for me that uh, my chiropractor also, again, sent to me by God, and they had a lot to do with my healing, the same thing with my acupuncturist. But he said to me that we're, when we're in our mother's womb, we actually develop our spine, then we develop our gut, then we develop everything else. So that is the reason why it is our first brain is our gut. So our emotions, our memories, everything we feel in our gut, right? So we all know that, right? But now it made sense why it is our first brain. So, and from there, I think it really made me understand the correct way and what it is to correctly to breathe. So we all breathe, you know, um, I think going down and we stop like halfway there and there is no air literally traveling to our stomach. So I had to learn to breathe, which we all should take time to do, is blowing our stomach out when we're actually breathing in. And when we're breathing it out, we are taking it in, like, you know, in. So the air is supposed to travel in our, in our gut first and then travel up into our lungs and then, you know, coming out. And what it does is actually... When it, when it travels through our organs, you know, the pains that we feel in our shoulders, in our spines, and, and then tell me if I'm not making any sense. No, no, I'm, but anyways, I'm digging it. Um, when I've learned to do it and I could feel my energy and travel, like move the air through my organs, there's certain organs that are still hurting, holding certain traumas, but I could literally hear them popping. You know how our intestines is like little balls. So literally popping blocks. But once it travels and pops, I could feel it going into the pains in my shoulder, into the spine where it's holding those traumas, and I could literally crack it, and I could unravel it. And um, that's where I was going earlier, like physics and, you know, vibes super, and super energies. I hope, like, no, I, and I hope <laughs> I don't sound crazy, but it's something that I'm experiencing again. And if I can do it, anybody could fucking do it. None of this information was given to me. I'm from Russia. There's, you know, communist country. No, not from Russia. You guys I'm have vodka. You know what I mean? Yeah, but For there's, that. <laughs> there, you know, none of this was practiced. None of this, like, no religion, no God. We were not, you know, communist country. Was, so there was no exposure to any of this information, right? Any energy. But when it all started happening to me and I would feel energy in my hands and in my head, and there was so much density in my stomach because there was so much illness and, um, you know, that took me almost what, a year and four months to also, you know, healthy foods and getting in tune with my body and knowing what I could process and what is okay. And again, a lot of PT, like domestic violence survivors, any survivors suffer with gut issues. And that is our number one, you know, thing. We hold it all in the gut. Um, yeah, so slowly I started doing the, you know, researching what will work with my body there's certain spices that i use that has been part of this healing and it's incredible because 
there's that density you had layered a, up in my stomach and there's literally life force moving in and I could move it and I could fucking literally travel with it up my spine and, and crack and, and heal and go into the places and and direct my energy, my love flowing into those spots and open them up. Um, I don't know if I'm making any sense. I know, I I'm just, sharing too much. I see you have a little bag of crystals. I'm pretty sure, like, can you... Can you I'm uh, so new to all of yeah. this. I don't know, but oh, I do okay. feel <laughs> their energy. I, I can't I'll tell you all. which crystals they are. <laughs> Give me everything you got. <laughs> Uh, a lot of them were given to me by my new friends. Um, You're like, yeah. I'm carrying this whole bag. Like, uh, today I'm bringing my whole bag it's because... Blocking, it's blocking all the <laughs> I don't know if it's blocking, but, you know, I feel them. No, um, you know, I know, like, to me, they're still just little, I mean, rocks. I mean, I have, I feel their energy, right? I know they're alive. Um, so, but I can't tell you much. <laughs> about them i just hey as long as as long as it keeps you you know from, it keeps my vibes going, yeah like, keep, sh- keep your aura fresh and and yeah that, that's all we need you know like yeah. just block all the bullshit that's right one thing i wanted to touch on before because we're getting almost close to the end uh i noticed you you shared a post um you had like a speaking engagement um that you did that you, i saw somebody was on the stage behind yes. the microphone uh can you tell us a little bit about that and like Hmm. How does it make you feel, you know what I'm saying, standing up there and speaking your experiences to to those who listen? Hmm. I mean, because, like, I find you to be pretty amazing. You know what I'm saying? Your story is incredible. Um, But I think we, like, what you did and what I think that represented you being up there and sharing, uh, I just want to know how that makes you feel when you Hmm. get up there. And tell tell us about that that experience. You know, I I wanted to always do this and... And on my ayahuasca trip, we didn't get to <laughs> to talk about that, but yeah, it was shown to me, and ayahuasca really showed me a lot, and um, where I could, you know, I've learned to have a different level of compassion for myself and everybody else. But yes, I was invited to um, speak at a gala in um, Los Angeles Center for Law and Justice in front of four hundred people to share my story, and. Um, That was powerful. Uh, That was my first time speaking about it. But the most powerful thing to me is that um, I was able to use my voice to raise $350,000 for the domestic violence survivors and sexual trafficking, Um, which kind of makes me feel, I don't know how to even describe So it's the gratitude because they helped me beyond words these people taking on my cases, uh, my case and prevailing my truth and fighting for me. These people do it like with, with no charge. Um, it made me feel for the first time hurt and I got a standing ovation and it made me feel powerful and um, courageous. <laughs> I still look back and I'm like, fuck, I did that. But you, you know, it was, it was, it was healing in a lot of ways. It was draining in a lot of ways because I got to actually hear my story. Every time I speak of it or, or, or write a speech about it, you kind of hear yourself, whoa, I was that person. I am the one who went through it and I'm the one who is here and prevailed to the other side. So it, it, it's, it, it's an honor and I wish I could do more of this to, to be 
you know, speaking on, when I speak of it, I feel like I'm speaking for all the victims and um, that, that don't have that chance to speak. So um very grateful for that experience and thank you for asking that. Nice, nice. GQ? No, I mean, I think I think you're like you're worthy of like a like a Tupac tattoo, like Thug Life. You know what I mean? Like I didn't choose the life; it chose me. You know, that's that's pretty Thank cool. You, brother. But like with with everything that was said today, I think um, we live in an era where it's more about um, entertainment versus information. Um, I hope that this episode we could do both, and we could you know get our little laughs, but at the same time listen to. To the things that were said in this um, episode, I think um, due to the nature of the, the topics that we're talking about, I think it's important to um, don't feel ashamed, you know, and, and just um, listen to what works and throw all the stuff away, whatever you want to do. But just keep us in mind that, you know, we're, we're here to inform and try to entertain as much as we could. So for sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to the, the end of our show. We want to thank you for tuning in today, listening, uh, viewing. Um, but as I always do, we're going to keep it a buck. I always open up the microphone um, to our guests, to the other half of the show. Um, and we're going to start with uh, Miss Stella. Is there something you would like to share with the viewers and the listeners? A little nugget? Um, just take one moment at a time one step at a time because that's all there is. Um, literally, that's all there is. And don't give up and practice. Practice makes everything, you know, make, make shit happen. So if you wanna be present, practice being present. If you wanna be just, just be the change that, you, that, 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 that we all want, right? We all talk about doing this and that, but nobody wants to do anything about it. So. That was the whole thing for me. Um, be the change that you want and act in it and be an example. You know, for my son especially, I didn't want to talk anymore because everything that comes out of our mouth, I think they hear it as fucking bullshit and hypocrite because we are. So just less talk, more action, set an example. Don't give up, believe in yourself. We are our own healers. We have all the answers and um, yeah, enjoy life. All right. Thank you for that. GQ mm. Nesto. Shit, I just want to say, like, um, hop on those uh, self-defense classes. You know what I mean? Like, start <laughs> start learning how to beat the shit out of someone back. You know, if somebody beats you. How do so, you know? I don't know. I know. I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you know, you got to strike back, too, you know, or get yourself a Glock, you know? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I can say. Don't, um, don't be a victim. Be a survivor, you know? Yeah, we have a choice. Yeah. Nice, nice. And uh, uh, Stella had touched on something as far as the the abdomen, the stomach being that first brain, right? That first sense, right? So she also touched on that we know when something feels uncomfortable. And if you are in a situation where you're getting that tingling feeling in your, normally it comes to your gut, at least I can only speak for myself, something is not right. All right, try to remove yourself um, from the situation the best to your abilities. And if you are finding yourself in that situation, please reach out, get help, uh, find someone. Uh, someone is out there uh, who cares, uh, will be of assistance. So she shared some information and some uh, ways you can go and find those resources. Please reach out if it's you. But we thank you. We love you. Please check with us on all our social media platforms. I'm your boy, Drew. 
We are Option 4 Podcast. We're out. Mm.